It's now time for a very roguelite edition of Game Pass or Pass. The podcast replay games on Microsoft's Game Pass service and tell you which games to pass on to your friends, which games to simply pass on by. I am Corey, and I am joined by a member of the family, Basher. What's the deal, good sirs? We're here. We have played Children of Morta. Unexpectedly, we have played Children of Morta on Xbox Game Pass, and that's what we're going to talk about. But before that, I'm going to do the thing, what I always do, and I'm going to say, hey, if you're listening to this, why not rate us on your favorite podcast service? It helps us out a lot. I say that every episode, and I say that every episode because it's true. I kid you not, it helps us out a lot. It really, really does. But that's not what this podcast is about. We're going to tell you about Children of Morta and tell you if it's a game that you should be playing or not. But as always, we're going to do the details. This is developed by Dead Mage Studios, known for Shadow Blade and Epic of Kings. I thought it was, we were talking about this before, and Shadow Blade, if I remember correctly, I could be wrong, but that was like a big Ouya game. And the fact that I said the words Ouya, it, it, it gave me feelings that I haven't had in a long time. I think, I think I know someone who bought an Ouya. You. You have one? Is that what you're saying? No, 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 no. I was not that guy. I think I know someone who bought a new. I think I think Snaps bought a new year. But did he buy it out of like as a joke? I think more curiosity. Okay. Because like there was a, I could have got a new year for like ten dollars. It was in a store. It was on clearance, and part of me was like, I should get this just just to see what this was and i'm sure that i could hack it because it was android based kind of thing so i could have some fun with it but i i opted against it and i still think i made the right choice <laughs> uh, but living in a time with the ouya that was something that was something it was hypes it, it was like the second coming of something i don't know of, what but it was yeah. something towerfall so point was is that I, if i remember correctly shadow blade was a game that was supposed to be like big on the ouya right there next to towerfall so anyways this game's regularly priced at 21.99 it is available on PC, Xbox, PlayStation 4, and Nintendo Switch. It is not cross-play, there is no DLC, and it is not Xbox One X enhanced. Classify this game as a roguelite top-down action game. So, Children of Morta. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Um, this is one of those games that got some... Got the Indie Darling press review and everyone was loving it and i'm just like it looks all right i'll get around to it maybe someday one day um very glad i finally got got around to this this is uh this is one of those games where you hear a lot about it you get a lot of you hear a lot of praise and it kind of lives up to it um it's one of those it's one of those games where the theme actually shines through so the the big thing about children of Morta is it's all about family and the idea, and, and that shines to you with the gameplay, because you start off as playing the father in his roguelike, roguelike adventure. Roguelite? Roguelike. Roguelite, and his name is John. John. You start off as playing as Jonathan, because I don't know him like that. And then you start to unlock other characters that are family of John. And it's like they all add to the to the to like this shared pool of of not experience but but um skills so like when you're playing as john his 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 son can come help out if he gets too low on health or something uh you start sharing uh you pick up random weapon drops and the weapons have their skills attached to it you can pick they use the skills from other like his sister or his mom and it's like it's it's such a cool idea that 
actually works. And I'm quite surprised. Yeah, I would say that. I mean, I, I've played games like this before. You know, I've played uh, Dead Cells is 2D, I know. Um, you know, this is more of a 3D plane kind of thing. Um, but no, like the, the whole roguelite thing uh, is something that's always intrigued me. But a lot of times, games are getting better at it. But usually it just meant that, okay, when you died, you know, you sometimes you, you took some of your progress forward versus a roguelike where it's you die, it's over kind of thing. Like it's time for a new run sort of thing. And I, I'm just not a huge fan of that, that, style of gameplay so there's games like this there's games like binding of isaac and uh moonlighter you know moonlighter is another one that i i super super enjoy just because i feel like even though when i die i'm making progress towards something but the thing about these games that typically rubs me the wrong way is that even though i keep something it's usually not anything that's uh, substantial you know i maybe i'll keep my money and then there i can go and buy something whereas like in the case of moonlighter when you die, like you lose all of your your items. I just I don't find that fun kind of thing. Um, the fact that I have to sort of always be thinking that okay, if I die, like I understand that's part of the game, etc. But if you're gonna give me something when I die, I think it needs to be substantial. And that's where this game hooked me because of the leveling system, like you said. And it's a very basic, uh, basics maybe not the right word. It's a very easy to pick up and play third person sort of top down game. In that when you start off as John, it's just a sword and a shield. And you just you go go for it, like just start beating the crap out of things and, and have fun with it. And if that was the whole game, I would not be nearly as high on it as I am. But as soon as I unlocked Linda and I started working my way up the tree and then on the left side of that tree, it's like, OK, you're going to start sharing all these skills. Instantly, I was hooked because like, yeah, I was sick. just like, OK, like, yeah, I w- not only do I want to see all these skills, but the fact that I can play as another character and not only level them up, but level up my whole, quote, family for whatever reason, that thing just, it grabbed me. And I was like, I want to play as all the characters. I want to level up all the characters. I want to see what all the characters can do. I want to see all their abilities. I want to see all their skills. And that became the game for me was just keep playing because you unlock characters at a fairly good rate and that you're going to be, your options of characters is going to be, like, there's like seven, I think, total um, by the end of it. And they all play differently. None of them play the same. So you've got John, you've got Mary, Linda, uh, Kevin, one, two, three, four, yeah, seven. Uh, and Mark, Mark, Mark is a weird one, but so to, like just to give you an instance, so Joey I think is the last one you unlock, and he's kind of a, a heavy tank. He's got a big sledgehammer, but then you've got Linda, which is the one that you you unlock second, and she's just your typical range character with a bow and arrow. But then you got someone like uh, what's not Kevin? What's the other guy's name? Uh, Mark, and that he does like a a a karate like monk thing, and Every time you hit someone, you get a little bit faster. And every time when you hold the attack button, you can sort of bounce between enemies back and forth. And they all play just so differently that every time you go in with a new character, you have to change your skills up. So it's freaking nuts. <laughs> like <laughs> it really is. Like they, this team made this small game that that uh that that has so many different classes that all are so unique. Like it's wild to me because there are bigger games that try to do this and it's like all the classes are the same they don't matter going from character to character you're changing your entire gameplay and it's so fluid it's so fun and it all matters you i mean you can get to this game playing as one person that's fine but like the the entire point of it is to level up all your characters 
and get get unlock all these skills because then you're even when you play as one person you just feels like you're playing as the entire family like it's crazy how it, just how thematically they got it right because so many times the uh, video games force a theme upon you and they just like it, it doesn't really come through in the gameplay i think instantly of uh like the Tomb Raider games, they have a huge disconnect in terms of what's happening in the cutscene and what's happening in the gameplay. Whereas Children of Morta is fundamentally a game about family unity and overcoming conflict with the help of your family. Like it's 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 pretty phenomenal. Yeah, and, and I think it's I think one place we're we're gonna disagree uh, is the story the the story is told basically every time you die, you sort of get a little bit more expose on this family. And the things that I really do like is every every level has basically a uh, it's sort of structured like a Diablo in that it's floors kind of thing. And but there's there's side quests and stuff like that. So I, I did this quest where I found I think it's a, it might it's a fox. I'm not sure. It's a dog. It's some sort of creature. Um, it's like a fox or a dog or something like that. I couldn't quite tell what it was. But you can completely miss that side quest. And basically by doing yeah. that side quest, when it came time to go to the boss door, he's there and he gives you health kind of thing. And there's a lot of little things like that to where throughout the game, as you're, you're leveling up your skills and as your character, but as well as the family, there's a lot of these small little exposés that they, they dump in for you. And I didn't love the story that they were telling. Um, I thought it was a little too on the nose. It was just like... Like I get it, family is important, but at the same time, I don't know. It just, it just didn't, it didn't. The stuff that was pulling me in was the gameplay, and the story for me was hit or miss. But you told me that you really liked the story, so I'm curious how you feel. Oh, uh, I'm a big fan of a of a simple story told simply well, <laughs> and that's where I and that's where I, I I fall on that because it doesn't try to do too much. The story is a very is a very simple story of basically heartbreak and you're right it's on the nose and it doesn't shy away from it at all uh this this entity the mountain i believe the mountain spirit i believe it is it has turned evil for some reason and that reason directly affects the children of mortar and it's your job now to first beat the mountain but not only just beat the mountain but understand the mountain and it's all done so simply well that I was a big fan of it. It would have lost me if they tried to do more than that, to be honest with you. Because it's one of the games that knows where the strength lies. And it doesn't try to... It, it never stops your gameplay to deliver this story. Like you said, you get a, you get piece of the story when you die as well. So it's like... When you're playing it, you die, you get some story, and then you go right back to the gaming. It doesn't stop your gaming pro uh, progress and say, all right, here's a long exposition dump about what happens next. Like, no. The story is told during, game, like, uh, during death, in between gameplays, at home, at the home base. It's, it's very interwined in a way where it's, it really worked for me. Yeah, I think... I'm I'm trying to think why it just didn't, you know, I don't, I guess I just don't have a reason to why it just didn't grab me. And I don't, maybe I'm just, 
I I'm just too I don't know the word it I feel like the story maybe just has to be grand for me to care if that makes sense like the the, the scale of it in, in these smaller games but at the same time like Ori and the Will of the Wisps is definitely a smaller game and I'm way more involved in that maybe I need the game to, to break my heart first <laughs> for me to care as well I don't know point is is I don't think it's bad, but I, I just it, it wasn't the thing that grabbed me kind of thing. Uh, but I think part of that might also be because I, dude, I don't know if I really sucked at this game or if this game is just hard. <laughs> I, I haven't decided yet. <laughs> but my, my experience with these games in general is the, the first initial runs are harder than the later three quarters of the game. I think the first quarter of all these games are just beating your head against the wall. And then the last two quarters is kind of like you're running downhill. Yeah, and I, that makes sense as you're you're getting stronger and you're learning more abilities and stuff. But I actually did like a – so I had some issues with like the – there's basically like three areas, uh, three main um, – I don't want to say areas because that's not true, but three main portals that you go through, which are all very distinct and different. And the first one gave me some – I was able to get to the boss, but then the boss, I was sort of beating my head against it. But the second area, I just – I could not – get a handle on on that area i don't know what it was whether it was the dodging it was down so to give you a little more insight of the gameplay you, you can sort of play it as a twin stick shooter or you can play it as a more traditional kind of hack and slash because your attack can be mapped to either the, the x button or the right stick but then your other abilities are you know like with john he's got that sort of rain from the sky um sword attack you know and it's sort of like a a uh, aoe style thing to, uh, of of attacking everyone on screen and then you've got someone like uh like mary who she does the fire and, and i'm trying to think of what i can't remember what it was called but she's basically a pyromancer and she kind of darts forward in in the aid with her magic she can sort of dash around versus actually dodging if that makes sense so her her abilities are very much of like being like a turret kind of thing you know fire your fireballs and then when you need to get out of the way get out of the way kind of thing and then keep firing so the game is very much about, um, uh, of, now I don't want to say being stationary, but controlling the chaos around you versus going and finding the chaos. And I just, I just couldn't do it. I don't know what it was about that second area, but I died so much to the point that this, the story stopped happening. <laughs> like the game stopped giving me story. And at that point, I was like, man, I must suck at this game. And so I was just curious on, on how long you know, it, it took you to get through that second area. I didn't really have any issues with the third area. Maybe I just, it had just sort of finally clicked with me that you know i was a high enough level whatever i was able to to bash my way through it but uh it, it was it clicked a little quicker than me also i'm just kind of used to um uh cheesing these type of games a little bit so like just kind of making sure i'm always my back is always to the open area or the escape route if you will uh so like the first the first quarter of the game is definitely just me kind of cheesing and tiptoeing my way through. But again, once you unlock a certain amount of characters, you get a certain amount of skill points, like you're you're really rolling downhill. Um, and I do want to go back and touch on just qu- quickly uh, the story within the story, like the little the side quests and side missions. Those are extremely well done as well. I think um, the fact that you can miss them. I think adds to just how important they are and oh, how cool sure. they are. Um, Cause you can run through one of these, one of these areas and never see it. And think you felt and, and not feel like you missed anything, but if you run back through it, you'll find a room in a little story 
and it's like, wow, that's cool. Because the story I found was, and one of the stories I found later was with the little robot, and you find three of these robots. Yeah, you find three of these robots, and it ends up helping you at the end, just like the the uh, the side quest character for you. So it's like everything you do serves a purpose, and I think that is a testament to how well done this game is because you don't really feel like you're wasting time. You don't feel like you're just going from point A to point B. Everything that you do directly adds to the overall experience. Yeah, and that's the fact that there is stuff that I know I missed. It, 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 I, I wanted to go back and play this game more, but kind of thing, but we just we have too much going on. Um, you know, we got other games to play, et cetera, et cetera. But I think that this is definitely a game, even when you beat it, there's still so much that you can do. And this is a game that I feel like going back and playing on hard would be something that because I believe you can sort of new game plus it. You sure can. Yeah, and you can keep all your levels and stuff. And that, man, maybe in time, maybe when I when I have some downtime, that'd be something I'd, I'd do is, you know, play it on hard and, and level up all the characters. Because I only got two characters, I think, to level 20. Um, but even doing that, like, I, I want to see what the rest of the, the, the players look like or uh, play like once you have them leveled up. Because they play extremely different compared to level one, level five, and then even to level 10, then level 20. Like, Every it's not every level you sort of change how you're playing, but every level does give you at least every skill. Every every time you get a new skill or whatever you want to call it, it, it changes up how you play it just a little bit. And with seven characters, they all play a little bit different. It's there's just a lot of fun to be had there, and that's it's it just it's rare for me to see characters done so well. And you know if 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 I had to be super critical, the only character I really didn't like was Lucy. I think she just doesn't hit hard enough, and I felt like I was always sort of trying to, uh, I won't say get in position, but I just felt like no matter what I did, I, I, I wasn't ever causing enough damage kind of thing. And maybe that's just, I maybe I'm bad with the character, but every single other character, Joey, Kevin, Mark, Linda, like, I enjoyed playing with them all, all of them. And John was the only one that... John ended up probably being my least favorite, mainly because he's just kind of basic, I guess. Like he's very much just a shield and sword kind of guy. So we we have the complete opposite then, because oh, okay, yeah, because John ended up being my my go-to. He's my he's my final fight guy. Um, and that was that was and, Linda for me, just just for comparison's sake. So yeah, and and then the uh, and the character I couldn't at the most time uh, most difficult time playing as was the guy with the big hammer. Like I, I don't know what it, I don't know what it was about the the the, the hammer the hammer play just never Joey Joey's his name yeah like Joey just never got uh we just never saw eye to eye like just just in terms of the, the gameplay he was he was kind of like he's kind of like John but but bigger stronger but slower kind of thing so like I don't know he wasn't fluid enough for me whereas whereas the the pyrotechnic girl is. I could just kind of bob and weave, and that was fun. That was just kind of fun to move around with. But um, well, yeah, what I would say with, with, with Joey is, is that Joey at first reminded me of like a bad Kratos. Like, like you know, Kratos is very heavy and, and hits things with the force, which yeah. he does. But it was his evade that sort of started making me think, because I think he's the only character, I could be wrong, that when he evades, he actually does damage. So Yeah, you can roll into them. Right. So when I started kind of playing it like that, like – it very much reminded me of, and this is still one of my like all time just like best feeling things in a game is in in the God of War 2018 reboot when you get that attack where you hold triangle or because if you're a freak and you play with the the triggers get out of my face 
uh, when you hold that heavy attack and he just takes that axe and just like swings it over his head and it's just got that super satisfying, just like clang. That's how I felt with Joey. Like every time I was, I, I almost had to premeditate when I was going to swing kind of thing. And then when I combined that with the evade, like it became like a super fun sort of, um, always doing damage, but also always having to sort of think one second ahead because I know my primary attack isn't fast enough to just attack kind of thing. Uh, what I will say is though, his little spitting arc attack is garbage. It doesn't do enough damage. So <laughs> I think that, I think that's what my I think that's what kind of what it was for me. Sound like if I, if you want to sit me all these enemies and spin my hammer around, I should be knocking away more things back. But you also you also mentioned something that 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 I love about this game is the the uh, the aesthetic lens to punishing blows, satisfying hits. Like it's for this for this style of gameplay, uh, for the style of artwork. Um, because because how do you describe this artwork? It's not it's um it's pixel it's art. That, it's that, um, yeah, it's pixel art. It's that indie pixel art, and things hit in this game. Like it doesn't there there there's a concussive force when you do certain things. So it's like I truly enjoy that they put some put a lot of work into just making sure those hammer swings hit those force those sword swings really feel like you're swinging a sword. Like like. If let's say it feels like you're making contact a lot of times, as opposed right. to a lot of these games where in a style they take it for granted and it's kind of flashed over substance. It was like, no, there's some substance here. You're, it feels it feels like contact is being made most of the time. Yeah, there's the the sound design in general is very very good. The music is fantastic, and the it because. I end up playing a lot of these games. I shouldn't say these games. I end up playing a lot of of, of smaller games that have sort of a loop like this. I, I call them podcast games. You know, it's like when you play uh, Diablo and stuff. Like eventually, you sort of you've heard it all kind of thing. And while the sound design is super important, you're okay with listening to something else. This is one of the few games to where, even though I, I was in the loop, I enjoyed the music and and the feel of it so much that. I tried playing it with a podcast and I felt like I was doing it a disservice and I felt like I was doing myself a disservice. So I turned off the podcast and turned on the, 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 the sound of the game back on kind of thing. So I think that speaks a lot to me personally um, about just, just how good the sound design is when I, I would rather, instead of catching up on my podcasts, I wanted to hear what the game had to, to offer, even though I had heard it before. So, yeah, I mean, and I'm going to say uh, best uh, narrator says Bastion. Like, oh yeah, that, very good. That, that guy, that guy's nailing it. I wish, I, I, I'm not going to go through the trouble of of inserting a line from it here because I'm just not. But you should play it anyway to figure that out. But yeah, no. So everything, like from the presentation, even though I, I think you could look at this game, there, there's, there's a narrative a lot of times that it, that goes against these these pixel art games is because there's so many of them, right? I think it's it's very easy to look at a trailer for this game and sort of think that you know what it has to offer, and it, that's not true. Like this is one of those instances where you really should play this game to understand because it is a step above the rest of the pack, and th- this is this is why I really like this show is because we find stuff like this, and yeah. So I think it's we've been talking long enough to to sort of get to the the game pass or pass um, verdict, and I think it's fair to say that. We hate this game. No, uh, you should play this game. Like this is uh, this is one of the the best games I've played on Game Pass ever in the history of this show. <laughs> oh, it's, it's it's one of the best games I've played. <laughs> like yeah, um, this it's just really it just really nails 
everything. And it's like, it, it, it just feels like they had a really good idea and scope of what they wanted to make. And they just made that. They didn't try to do anything extra. They didn't try to 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 push themselves too hard at times, like or, or force anything rather. It's just like if you want to make this story about these characters with this compelling game, compelling gameplay, and they just nailed every aspect of all those things. Like it's one of the few games where, sure, you you can improve anything, any game, but it's one of the few games where I'm just like, no, this is. Just right the way it is. I, I really don't need like anything more than this, other than DLC. Dude, give me some DLC. And I'll, I'll be happy with that. Yeah, and I, they are making a new game. Um, it looks pretty neat. I've already forgot the name of it. Uh, but they so th- this is this game has quickly put them on my radar. Like whatever this team does next, I'm I'm going to be paying attention to it. So it's it's just a phenomenal game, start to finish. I it's again it, it this is. This is the kind of stuff I want to see on Game Pass, and, and I understand that you're not always going to hit a home run with, with with Game Pass stuff, but it's nice to see that, you know, game discovery, I think, is something that's extremely important and extremely hard to do these days, and this is the kind of stuff that I want to find on Game Pass. So if you haven't played this game, play this game. It's It really is that good. So, But I think I think we've, we've praised it enough at this point, maybe. Maybe. I, I I mean I got I got I mean I have plenty more good to say but like we already you already know like from the from top of the show like yeah this is this is when you have to you have to pass on to all your friends like screaming from the top of the mountain. So and the one thing we did not do, um, which I'm trying I'm I'm checking it now as I'm I'm trying to fill air here. Uh, this game does have co-op, but I don't believe it has Xbox Live co-op. Uh, it does not. So that it would be cash co-op. Correct. Yeah, it's only couch local co-op two players. And that unfortunately wasn't something I didn't get to try. And that's something that I think should be mentioned in that it does have co-op, you know, so if you are on the fence and, and, you know, maybe you have a buddy or something you want to try it with. But I I, want to know how the game plays in co-op. I want to know if that the uh, like the enemy count and stuff is changed in co-op because i feel like you could you could just break this game too if you're in co-op but again we didn't get to try it but even without even with that caveat playing it by yourself was such a fantastic you know thing and i, I think that's how most people play it anyway is in single player so but it does have co-op so I, I wanted to mention that so but all right i think that is going to do it for children of morta uh play this game it's fantastic and uh so two weeks ago or maybe it's three at this point everything's a blur uh we, we spun the wheel and we got Mud Mud Runner, so that will be our next game. But in terms of past that, question is, what do we do? Do we pick a game? Do we spin the wheel? We already spun the wheel. Do we spin it again? Is there anything on Game Pass that's caught your eye? There Talk. was a day one game, but I forgot the name of it. So I I, I remember you saying that, but I think you're lying. I'm <laughs> not. <laughs> I looked at the upcoming releases and there is the, the soonest thing that I saw that was day one is grounded, but that's not till July 26th. It was this Monday, this Monday. Let's, let's do this awesome podcasting. Upcoming <laughs> um, I'm only going by what game pass told me on the, uh, on the front page here. I don't know what's going on. You Last also I... somehow found, yeah, right. you found a game that doesn't exist <laughs> on the in the service yet. So, I I think I think you're making it up. 
Whatever, man. Whatever, man. Or I'm thinking maybe because there was a closed beta for Grounded. Maybe it was trying to invite you to that. I couldn't tell. Yeah. I I don't I don't remember what it was at all. But um did anything catch my my eye to answer that question? Um I'm gonna say no. Um but then again I don't uh, surf the game pass page uh daily. Uh I am down with spinning the wheel again if you don't have a uh a very important title coming up. Yeah, so I struggle with this, which I say a lot, is because I feel like there's a game that we have not played that is a Microsoft first party. No, it's not Sunset Overdrive. There's a game that we played, we have not played, that is considered one of the best in the entire genre, and we haven't played it. But we know it's a fantastic game. So it would more be just, it's a game, it's a franchise you're not sold on, and it's a type of game you're not sold on. So I'd be interested to get your take on it, but at the same time, it is a renowned franchise. And that franchise would be forza horizon oh i mean i mean it i mean we could we could talk about this on air i i i don't mind um but we can leave all this in because my thought process on forza is um it, it, it's good move on <laughs> see i just i think that's a disservice like forza horizon 4 is is just the game is sublime <laughs> like game is so i i, I believe I've, I, I believe i've played it um it's um yeah, it's 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 for the horizon then. Like I don't know, race no. Here's a racing games. Racing games don't do it for me anymore. Like 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 G like GT got announced for PlayStation Five. I'm like, eh, like. See, okay, but that that's uh, why that's why I'm personally why I'm always just like heartbroken whenever you say that is because I'm in the exact same scenario as you. Like. I kind of moved to Forza from GT just because the way that GT was structured just didn't do it for me. But then I found Forza and I was like, oh, okay, like I actually really like this. But then I fell off of Forza and what got me back in was Forza Horizon. Horizon, right. And it's like, and I'm like, no, like the game is, is really that good. Like, and so it's because the way you describe it of just like, yeah, like I was into it and I'm just like, but then this is like, this is the game for you. Like, this is it. <laughs> this is the game that will, will, will let you see the light. And so, but that, again, that's more of a personal thing of just like, I want you to play this game. I already like it. And I, I don't know if it's in the spirit of this podcast. Maybe it's a bonus episode kind of thing. I'm, I'm not okay sure. with that. I'm okay. That'd be a bonus episode. I'll download it anyway. Play it anyway. Right. Yeah, that'd be a bonus. So it sounds like we're going to spin the wheel then. Spill the wheel. Let's do it. Right. It's going to be great. Oh. Oh, okay. It, I got Dishonored 2, but I think this is leaving the, the service. So normally I wouldn't care, but I don't want to recommend a game that's leaving in like two days. Um, okay, no, I lied. That is Metro Exodus that's leaving in two days. So, okay. I got Dishonored 2. I didn't yeah, know that was on game. Uh, I, I actually have not played that yet. Um, I have not either, actually. I actually own this on uh, Xbox One, and I think it's still wrapped. <laughs> I, I owned so. it at one point as well on PC, and I just never, just never launched it. That might be, that might be the one. Um, All right, there you go. Yeah, let's go with Dishonored too. So that's kind of a longer game. Um, so we'll we'll see. Maybe there'll be something in between. Maybe we'll do a bonus episode, something like that in between. Um, but I will also keep my eye out for this mysterious day one game that you apparently saw. And uh, we'll go from there. But all right, that's going to do it. So next week we've got 
Mud Runner. The week after that, we're going to be aiming for Dishonored 2. That's going to do this episode. You can like us on all your favorite podcast service, podcast subscription services. Uh, if you are listening to this, uh, give us a rate. Like I said at the beginning, it, it really does help us out. Email us, gpopfans at gmail.com. If you want to let us know some games that you discovered on Game Pass, some games that you disagree with disagree with us on. Is that, I can't speak anywhere. Apparently, I'm done. gpopfans at gmail.com. Let us know what you like, don't like, and we'll see you next time. Good day, sirs.